You're listening to special programming sponsored by Triple Eight Media Group. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. It's the ABCs and the one, two, threes of the music business for those who don't know but need to know. Welcome to the 411 with SOS. I'm your host, SOS. Our talk today continues on the business of music, but I'm putting a focus today on what it's like to be an independent artist. We're going to give you a couple of ABCs on how to be a good client. Artists signed to record labels have the benefit of an army of people working on their behalf. You, as an independent artist, may have one or two people in your camp. Therefore, you have to learn how to be all things that the label would provide, you have to provide for yourself. So you have to be your first manager. You have to be your own publicist. You obviously have written, probably produced, engineered. You have to be your agent. You have to be your tour manager. You literally have to learn how to do all of the things that your career will need you to know how to do in order to be competitive in the marketplace. Because you are competing with all of the artists that have the resources that are coming from a major or a minor record label, i.e. funding. Mamita, I can't even tell you so much as to how you just knocked that out of the park. There you go. Oh, my God. There we go. We're getting started. Okay. That is my co-host today. You know, I'm here, you guys. Hi, Devin over here. Um, Industry adjacent for 20 plus years. We've been here. We've seen it all. And... We're excited to share it with you today. Yes. Take it away, SOS. So understanding the job that your team does, no matter how small or large that team is, is really important. The foundation of your success as an independent artist is really going to be understanding the business of music. That's why I'm making these talks. I want to reiterate, I want to reemphasize at every turn that while you and your creative side, you're doing the music, you're providing the feel-good aspect of what people are looking for from their entertainers, you have to also know all of the things that is happening behind the scenes. You need to know what the marketing department does. You need to know what the radio promotion department does. You need to know what the d- people who promote your music at the DSPs would do. You actually have to educate yourself on all of these things. And if you're lucky enough to have a team, like I said, you need to know what is it that each team member does, right? Because you are not just the recording artist, you are also the business person. So you're wearing both hats, multiple hats, actually. So that's the first one. Now, I know that that can also seem very daunting, but as we've seen, The difference between a successful artist and somebody who ends up falling into the wayside of the minutiae are people who are very clear about what the job entails. Mm -hmm. Now, people kind of forget because it's fun and sexy and, you know, we're at fashion week and you're here and there and you're Mm -hmm. in Paris and it's amazing and you're at Chanel and you're buying that there are always forces on behind the scenes that are conducting their own agendas, that have their own large grand scheme for how the game is going to play out. So you as an individual artist have to be 
very, very clear about what you would like for your career, about where you would like to go, and being crystal clear to avoid falling into the minutiae. A lot of distractions. Many distractions. Uh, I'll tell you, there are a lot of distractions. The more your fame grow, the more your popularity grow, you're going to get a lot of other folks that are going to be showing up with their level of expertise, with their stories of, you know, how things should be done or, you know, what their idea of a successful artist career looks like. Um, I would advise you to really stay focused because if you have armed yourself with information that is, you know, we all know that knowledge is power then you are going to be able to stand firm and allow all of the people who are coming with their best intentions and their good advice and all of these things, you will know what to take and apply to your career and what to just say thank you and let it sit right there. That's really, really important. Knowing who you are, right, would you say? SOS, I was even going to ask you, how do you feel about something like, you know, making sure that you're copyrights and your music ownership and your publishing is up to date what if you're you know what if a label is telling you or somebody in A&R is telling you that that's not important the first thing you do as an artist if you are a songwriter you create a split sheet for your music you are going to register your music with a publishing company because if you're putting out it doesn't matter how many songs you release if none of that music is is uh, owned by you, if the, the people who will collect royalties on the airplay that your music is going to get are not aware of who you are, you're never going to see a check, right? <laughs> so song publishing is extremely, so important. I was working with this artist one time, and uh, when, I, when she came to me, she had everything done. She had 15 songs for her project done. She had shot a video. She had released two videos all of these. And I asked her, you know, about her publishing. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, okay, well, you know, who wrote the songs on your album? She goes, oh, I did with my producer. And I said, well, did you guys turn in your split sheets, you know, showing what percentage of the song you own versus what percentage of the song he owns? And then did you in turn send that to your publishing company so that they would know that when this record is heard on the radio, they're supposed to collect the checks and send them to you? Nothing, nothing. So she crickets. So she had done all this work, recorded all this music, and it was really good. Let me ask you a question. How much do you think she invented monetarily? Invested, I'm sorry, into her into that project? project. She told me it was more than thirty thousand dollars. So then I said to her, Well, how are you gonna recoup that money? Crickets. So that's what I mean that you have to be informed and you have to know. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. I really, we are here to try to give you advice that is going to help you be successful in this business because knowing what you're supposed to be doing, even if you can't get to the things that you need to do, but you know what it is that you need to do, you're ahead of the game. But like that particular example that I just mentioned, not knowing that you were supposed to register. And so I called the producer, as a matter of fact, and I asked them See, why they had not. See, somebody like you on their team. Look <laughs> at you calling producers and getting split sheets, post-production, letting everybody know, no, this is what we're doing. Yes. I'm sorry. Because... Okay, so she had hired me to help her, you know, do a forensic on her career and to help manage her. And that was the first thing that I asked them. And they had been they had been recording for a year. And I said, so why? You know, if you know that this should have been done, why did you not do it? 
And his response was, oh, you know, we were going to get to it. And so I we said were going to her, get to the money part, you guys, the, the we were major, gonna get to the money, the part. money part. We're going to get to the money part. No, no, no. Because people's memories are a little bit foggy after a while. Can I ask you how foggy memories get after a successful project? Extremely. And like I explained to her, I said, so if there was anybody else in the room, I asked her, was there anybody else in the room when you guys were writing and recording this music? And for one song, she said, uh, yeah, yeah, somebody else was there. And I said, did you guys credit him? I said, did he contribute anything to the song? And she said, what do you mean? I said, like, did he suggest use this word instead of that or that line instead of this and do it like this? Yeah. I said, then he is a songwriter on that song. And you guys need to give him credit because if you don't, when that record drops, it becomes a big hit. He's going to come for what you denied him. So creating your split sheets if you are writing the song by yourself, if you are writing the song with someone else, if you have people in the studio that are just hanging around, throwing out ideas, understand that all of these people are a part of the creative process on that particular song, and you have to give them credit. And you should immediately go and register that music so that everybody's memory does not become foggy five years when that record is a hit. There we go. Boom. First piece of advice, everybody, make sure that your publishing and your split sheets are up to par because those will come back to haunt you very swiftly. If I may, I'd like to ask for, you know, the layman's, the people out there, what would you define as a split sheet? What would you define um, like a quick little Okay, so little, you know, and, and these are things that dictionary for, for so a split sheet, glossary, so to speak, a split sheet is detailing the ownership of whomever wrote the song. Does that have to be prepared by an entertainment attorney? No. Absolutely. You can you can go online, you can pull the sheets and any producer, any songwriter should have stacks know what that means. of them. Okay. Yes, you would have stacks and copies of them. And I suggest that it's done in the moment because like I said before, you don't want to rely on trying to remember what happened last week or 3 weeks or 4, you know. And when money is involved, <laughs> we all know that when money is involved, it gets a little bit sticky. Yes, it does. Everybody feels very passionately about what they contributed to your project. Absolutely. And so it's always best to make sure that people know that you're a consummate professional. This is what we're going to be doing and avoid the drama later on. Even Clarify. Even if people, trust me, we've heard stories. No, it was my best friend. No, it was my brother's girlfriend, sister's husband, cousin. <laughs> they won't thing me. We're best friends. We're really close. When Everybody, money is involved, when, people When the get... green and the blue starts rolling in. <laughs> It's a whole different story. It's a whole different story. So again, educate yourself. Ask questions. I get questions all the time. People email me, ask me questions all the time. I'm happy to answer anything. Like I tell Devin, my little co-host here today, you know what? I know what I know and I'm happy to share because I am personally tired of all these stories of people who put their life, blood, sweat, and tears into building a career. And, you know, speaking frankly and truthfully, you know, our industry is not made up of all of the most ethical people in the world. Amen. So you cannot rely upon somebody else to care about your career more than you need to care about your career. Amen. Amen to that. And so everybody, just to do a quick little recap for you, we would say make sure that your publishing is up to par, please, you guys. Research what publishing entails. Make sure that you're clear mm -hmm. about your agreement with every collaborator that you go out and work with. Exactly. It's very easy to think, oh, I've met this new producer. We're really jiving. Yep. We did eight, five songs. We did, you know, 15, 20. We did a project. But nothing was 
explain clearly. Difficult so questions weren't asked. Like, right. He owns that project. Yes. And you feel like you own, you own that, that project. Exactly. So if yeah. you had gone into it from the very beginning, having these conversations, okay, what percentage of the split are we going to have? You know, how much do I feel like you, what do you think is fair? Right. What, what are you what are you looking for from the but at the beginning, don't try to negotiate later. If you have all of this clear before the song is recorded, then there's no confusion. Boom. Amen. Done. One problem solved. Publishing, negotiating, clarity. Amen. You guys, three te- steps, three tools that will help you alleviate, I would say, between 20 and 45 percent of headaches that we see in emails, in meetings, in people coming to us. Now, I want to ask you this, SOS. What about people who are up to par with their publishing? They're familiar with the behind-the-scenes aspects. They're making sure that, you know, their T's are crossed and their I's are dotted. And they're looking for really to begin going out into that marketing phase, right? Mm -hmm. What kind of uh, tools, what kind of steps would we suggest? Are there any people they should call? Would you recommend people... Would you recommend artists maybe hire a stylist? Do you feel like that's something that benefits people in terms of how you look and present yourself to the industry? I uh, definitely, um, because I want to remind everybody again: you're competing on the same playing field as established artists with lots of resources. So, yeah, I'm not saying that you know you're gonna go out and get that Balenciaga dress, but you definitely want to within what you believe is professionalism. And I, one of the things that I do constantly is I keep in contact with the younger folks in my life, ask a lot of questions. What is going on? What's appropriate? What's not appropriate? So rely upon your team. Again, you are going to have some people in your life, especially at the beginning of your career, that are going to tell you the truth, right? It becomes a little bit more difficult when you're famous because nobody wants to upset, the you know, star. the star or the that gr- or Exactly. The meal train, the train. (laughs) You don't want to get off that gravy train. So in the beginning, you have these people that you can trust. You have them that you can ask. What about this? What about that? Absolutely. Ask people to help you refine your look. Yeah. Because I agree completely. We we have you know we've seen people who have amazing voices. Their writing is heartbreaking. Your ears are you know you're crying because it's so touching. And then you're looking at the cover of the the album and you're like, what would make me? When you were standing on a shelf. Of 75 other albums. The you want yours of, to stand out. Thank you. Because thank before you. they've heard your music, they probably have seen some sort of publication, Image, images out there post. on you. So all of those things are important. Again, you're competing with the professionals with and Cardi the resources B. that they have. You're competing with Nikki and you're competing yes. with Ariana. So and you, you don't necessarily think of yourself that way because you might do, you know, X, Y, Z genre. But I would also then suggest go ahead and research who is the top dog in your field. No, so I definitely, I totally agree with you, Devin. You want to stay informed about your competition, about the people you admire, about the people that you're emulating, about the people's careers that you see yourself being there. All of that is important. And the other thing I would like to say is don't spend all your time in the studio recording because, like I said, being the head of your label, being your own PR, being your own publicist, being your own marketing, you have to make time to do those things. I have a particular person that I'm going to bring on the show later on. And uh, he and I would talk. And every time I spoke to him, he was like, I'm going in the studio. And one day I said, well, how many songs do you have? Oh, I've recorded about 30. And I said, okay. And what are you doing with them? Well, I'm gonna put them out. Okay, well, you don't need 30 records in the marketplace, right? 
You want to work the ones that you've recorded that you know are going to go the distance and break your career for you. Can we talk about that really quick, SOS? Because I think that is an amazing point that you're bringing up. How should people, I don't know if it's maybe A&R themselves, but, you know, would you suggest that people ask their friends and family which is the best song? Absolutely. Well, I mean, everybody has a fan base, too. Right. So you're in your market locally. Uh, you probably have connected with some folks at the radio stations or some folks that are, you know, doing the things that you want to be doing in, in your city. Right. You you the first place that you break from is where you're from. So you have to be a local star before you can become our national hero. Exactly. So rely on again at the beginning of your career everybody's going to tell you the truth. Everybody's going to tell you the truth at the beginning of your career. When you become Drake, they're not going to. No one <laughs> so will. Just no know one, that. No one will. So you definitely, I would say, yeah, definitely rely upon the resources that are there for you and keep building from that because that's just a microcosm of everything that else to come. And as an executive, I've heard you tell me many times, right? Um, artists are not necessarily the best business people. Which is so why So while I'm you emphasizing. have a song that you are so passionate about and you're bleeding heart, right? You know, that fans might not and be the hit. might be telling you that That's might not, not be one. the hit not one. Right. So you definitely want because artists are attached to their songs. Yes. Like yes. Erica Badu <laughs> says, I'm sensitive about my stuff. Right. Yeah. Be careful what you say to me. That's not just her. That's all Everybody. creative people. Yes. And yes. and the and the greatness, the great thing about being signed to a record label is that you're going to have an A&R executive who is going whose job is to only make sure that they put out the record that's going to be a hit. So it might not be the favorite one that the artist records, but us record people, we know a hit record when we hear it. So you definitely want to have your favorite top three or five and do a poll. Mm -hmm. And whichever one or two, whichever one or two come back consistently, that's what you... When I was an executive and I could not hear the hip hop records at the moment, I would pull my young people into my office and play them three songs. Which of these records we go on the radio with? And whatever the majority was... I went and I fought for that record. You can't, you are not your best judge. You're not judge. A, be- a good objective <laughs> no. judge, right? Artists are notoriously mistaken about what they think the single should be. And that's why you have the folks that work at the record label that help you not to make the mistake. And we're, I'm going to say this too. I've noticed, you know, as an artist, as someone in, who observes artists, it's very easy to feel like where your passion is, your fans will feel that passion. And I always try to remind people People aren't really coming for the passion. Sometimes they're really coming for the fantasy. So really make sure you're refining your fantasy. Be very, very clear on what it is that you are offering folks. You know, what are you offering your fans that's different that they can't find anywhere else that they get, oh, my God, excited and hyped for? And go ahead and refine that. Deliver that. So what are we going to talk about next? We all have a bad day. Mm -hmm. We all have a moody time. Yep. What's the real leeway? What, what can people really skate away with? What are what is acceptable bad behavior, so to speak? And what is truly you're out the door? So where would you suggest for maybe a artist little bit like one single already kind of got a little buzz, but you haven't really broken to a national market. Mm-hmm. And so you got two or three people that are helping you, mm-hmm. but you don't want to start smelling yourself too much. What, what would you say? my dear? OK, so my personal philosophy is you can never be too nice. Just like everybody in the world, the lady at the coffee shop had a bad morning. So you walk up, 
You greet her. She's another human being to you. Say hello. Say thank you. Have a nice day. It costs you nothing. I've seen a pattern in our industry where uh, bad behavior seems to be reinforced and bad behavior seems to go unchecked and unpunished and rewarded and all of that. That only lasts but so long. And if you will notice, that behavior is only tolerated from people that are super successful. And, and what does super making, successful translate to? You're making a lot of money for the label, so they're going to put up with a certain amount of your antics. I do not suggest, even as a established, professional, successful person, I think that behavior is unacceptable. So as an independent artist and you're you know, coming in and you're starting to get a little bit of success and, you know... You, People are going to be inviting you out to the club. Yes. You're going to be starting to get offers from... Five, ten thousand dollars can you stop by here we really want to see you here oh my gosh they're going to want you to come in at 11 and leave at two or three or four whatever you have committed to so if you have been hired to do an event that starts at x hour and ends at x hour because whether you've signed a contract or you've given your word that is a commitment that you have made that you must honor right the people that are coming to see you they may have had a bad day as well, so they're not particularly interest in, interested in your antics. So being professional, being respectful, being grateful, being kind is going to give you such a tremendous boost. I was recently working with this young artist who was amazing, Jay Brown, mm-hmm. his single, Vibe. And, you know, we had a lot of... Um, of events for him to do. And the one thing that just kept coming back when I would talk to the people were, oh my gosh, he was so nice. No, I know I'm not really being paid to do that, but you know what? I really liked him. So I'm really going to go ahead and push this for him just because he was grateful. Those he was professional. are invaluable. You can't pay you can't, for that. You can't buy right. Right. love and, and adoration like exactly. that. Exactly. And conversely, okay. if you turn people off and you were not a pleasant person and you were really unpleasant and difficult, they're like, okay, There's bye. There's a million kids trying to come up and email. They will quickly find somebody else to come in. Quickly. Behave and go home. Yes. Now, I would suggest it's very easy when you start getting a little bit of shine to feel like, oh, my gosh, they really see that I'm special. That's why they invited me out. So let's say, as you said, you gave your commitment. Mm-hmm. You didn't really know how to negotiate. So you didn't really negotiate getting out of the club at 12. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be there from 11 to 2. Mm-hmm. And let's say you've got a studio session at 8. I would suggest, just as someone who has seen it, come and go. That's the time that you come. You're smiling. You're professional. You don't drink. You hang out a little bit. Yep. You smile. Take pictures. At, yep. at I would even say 145. Club's about to close. Thank you so much. Do your handshakes. Do your rounds. Get out of there. And the next stop you're going to is going home. Even if people are little Baby invites you out, even if it's Megan the Stallion inviting you out, people respect professionalism yes. and people don't forget that. Never. People always want to be riding and rolling with people as friends who are equally as passionate about their craft as they are about having fun and a good time. Being reliable. Being reliable. And remember, you are representing you, your brand, and your career. If you are signed to a major label, there's five people waiting to take your place. And if you're not signed to a major label, there's There's 25 (laughs) people waiting to take your place. So the way you handle yourself because you are your business. And I'll say this. I've noticed, as we talked about earlier, there's a trend that seems to be, you know, controversy sells. Controversy will get me there. If you're Lindsay Lohan, if you're Paris, if you're Amanda Bynes, you might get a little leeway 
for being dramatic. You know, it out fades. of the blue. People right? get tired right? of it. Regular folks or folks that people deem like me, people don't have leeway for that. No. They feel no sympathy. No antics. They don't they don't care. So Everybody don't bring feels the, like they, don't they bring the antics. Everybody has a bad day. Stay professional and remember that you are representing you and your career. And people like let's say you're a club promoter, right? This is also a lesson that I think is a really good spot for artists and just collaborators in general to get to is to take, you know, two or three minutes and go, what does that job entail though, right? Because we all know a club promoter. Oh, cool, you're, you're a club promoter. But okay, what does that really look like? Okay, I'm corralling cats. Nobody's answering. People don't reply. They want to take the money and go. So right. if you're a stand-up guy in a sea of fickle and yep. mm, you will get maybe booked. I will, maybe I won't. You will get booked time and time, time again. Every time. And here's something else that I would like to remind everybody about. You must read the agreement that you sign. Thank you. Even if you don't have the skill set of an attorney, you can basically go to the Internet and you can Google Thank words you. that you don't understand. You. But you are going to be asked to sign contracts for these appearances and for these shows, even the local ones in your market. Yes. A contract is a binding agreement. You need to know what's in it. And if you don't want to read the contract, you at a minimum must ask the person. I would preferably do it in writing. Thank you. What are you expecting me to do? You want them to detail for you? Thank you. 50 pictures, 50 Three posts, posts on Instagram, whatever yes. it might be. Exactly. Know what you are expected to do and then that where there's no confusion yes. between what your obligation is to the client that hired you and then the client is clear that you are a savvy person because you asked all the questions and you have all the answers in writing. Email them your questions. They send. That's your obligation right there. Whatever they told you you had to do, that's it. Now, if they come with some more stuff after that going, oh, you know, we have another club. We want you to go. No, sir. And no, I'll say this, right? <laughs> we just had a discussion about professionalism and unprofessionalism and leeway. But I do not want that to be translated into I must agree to everything that people offer me no. because I am a new artist. Nope. Please understand that you in the marketplace... Everybody presents themselves and the market decides what it'll bear, right? So yeah. you, so to speak, have a little bit of control over what you feel your price is. If you feel like you're uncomfortable with 45 pictures or for standing and taking pictures with 100 folks, negotiate what you negotiate. want. Negotiate, yeah. thank you. That is an essential negotiate skill the terms. that will always come back and be needed. Yes, it will. Because, again, everything in your market is a microcosm of the greater that's going to that is to come. And I have seen that that is really the benefit of, you know, we all want those super agents that are out there fighting and superheroing, caping for us. And they're going to move the sun and the stars. And what I've seen, the difference between those kind of agents and just so-so agents are the questions. Yeah. What is my client going to really be doing? Yes. How long do you want her? Yes. When are they going to be in? When are they going to be out? Are they getting hair and makeup? Having is there gonna clarity. Be, having know, Yes. Having everything clearly defined. Cre creates harmony and less confusion. And then, you know, people aren't saying if after you feel you've left. If you comfortable creating a writer, 
You I, absolutely you know I mean? should Thank create you. a writer, I even as an independent artist. I wouldn't put everything in all white. You know, I mean, I respect it, Jen. I respect it because that is a vibe in the gardenia candles. That's me. <laughs> yes. I feel you. Now, you know, if but we're just starting out, you got one single. Thank right. you. We might not get all that. But but you still have no. to have a writer. What Thank do you, you need? What kind of equipment to perform on? Yes. And you know what? Asking for what you want doesn't mean you're going to get it. But when you are speaking clearly from a place of professionalism and experience, the person doing business with you knows that you're not just some average Joe that they're going to pull the okie doke on. Yes, ma'am. That's what we would like for you to meet. So as we wrap this up today. Thank you so much, friends. We want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Yes. The journey to artistry is always exciting and nerve wracking. Yeah. We love to being we love to be here to be able to hold hands and kind of cheer on and give a pat on the back because sometimes it can be daunting it can be very daunting it can be very overwhelming but of course if your passion is calling you to go in this direction there's a lot of information and there's a lot of help out there and sos can i can i plug and offer everybody if you have any questions please feel free to write into the show mm -hmm. please dm on instagram sos has our sessions that she offers um a la carte so if you need a little bit more of a intimate touch you need somebody to kind of help quarterback and give you a little bit more refinement and let you know this is this is really an open area for you and you might need to go ahead and start patching it up right in we are here to help you the worst the worst that could happen is we don't have experience or you're trying to do something out of the realm of what we know and we might have to tap say, in for somebody else or say right. you know what my dear Call i don't person. right <laughs> i don't really know how to get you on a stadium tour without any album good luck though right, right. We, 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 but i like your hustle but i like your hustle and we like your enthusiasm. i like your ambition for sure so feel free to stay tuned yes. thank you so much this episode is brought to you by triple eight media group thank you we'll talk and to you and star max studios bye thank you so much